it's not about, okay, e-racism, okay, you got Donald Trump, before that you had Obama, before that you had Bush. Like, yo, the sun shines, the sun sets. It's like, guys, none of that means anything. It's about being connected to your source. It doesn't matter if it's good times, bad times, evil, terrible times. You have to stay connected to the source. You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach for men, Michael David Huey. Okay, guys, welcome to another session of the He Fluence podcast. Guys, I'm super excited to be with you today, whether no matter where you are coming from, whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're watching us on Spotify or Anchor or wherever you're watching us, it's not um, an everyday privilege that you get to interview someone that you have valued for years and years. My wife and I uh, were just talking about this this morning, that how we met Eric and how the relationship fathered. And I, he doesn't know this, but this morning I did a Facebook Live and inspired by him about dreaming. Because I feel a lot of people nowadays have stopped dreaming. They've stopped believing that the latter days of their life can be better than the former days of their life, right? Absolutely. And 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 yeah. we created the Heathfluence podcast to help men walk in purpose, to finish strong, to fulfill God's perfect will upon their life, to be leaders in their families, to be leaders yeah. in the community, to be leaders in the church, to be leaders in business. You know, today, it's kind of funny, today is my spiritual father's birthday. And and my spiritual father, I had him on my podcast at the very beginning. And, and we all know this. Eric, Eric has talked before about spiritual fathers that he's had in his life and Absolutely. how much of an impact Absolutely. that they've made. And yeah. so today, I get, to impact, I get to interview somebody that's impacted my life and my wife's life. We were laughing mm-hmm. about this today because every time we turn our TV on, which we don't turn it on very much, and, and, and Eric, Eric has this joke about golf. So uh, if you've ever listened to some of his videos, he said, I'm not going to be playing golf anytime soon. So him and I laugh about that all the time because I just came back from a trip. I just got back and I played golf like every day for five days, Eric. So I thought of you. I listened to you every single morning when I was when I was out there. I got and I'll just tell you what I did. My wife paid for me to go on a trip by myself. It was you just were playing for me. <laughs> I was. It was just me and God in the golf course. Then the mornings and then the rest of the day I spent time with my family. I encouraged my I encouraged myself in the Lord. And and so today, let me just tell you a little bit. I want to I want to share my version of of what I've taken from who Eric is. Uh, Eric's a, a he's a husband. Um, he, he he's a father. He's a father to many. Um, his kids uh, are are amazing people. Uh, and, and that's because they've followed their father. And, 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 he's, and he's a husband. His wife uh, is just a, a, an amazing person, too, from what I've got to know, Didi. And, and guys, it's Dr. Eric Thomas, right? He's an author. He's a world-renowned world speaker. Um, it's funny. Lisa and I were talking about this today. Every time we do turn the television on, YouTube pops up, right? Uh, we, we switched over to YouTube TV. And every time we pop up, YouTube pops up, and it's Eric. It's every single time it's Eric, right? Mm-hmm. I know that brings joy to his heart, knowing that every time we turn our TV on, it's him that we get to hear. And wow, so he, wow. yeah, and so and so wow. he's he's recently been preaching on Wednesdays and Sundays, bringing inspiration and encouragement. Guys, if you've not been following yeah. him on on YouTube, you need to go and listen to what he's been teaching you. He's been inspiring. He doesn't know this. This is probably the first time he's going to hear this. But Lisa and I, every single week since we've been married, we listen to a video from Eric every single wow. week for 13, wow. 13 wow. years. And wow. uh, when I met, when I met Eric in Vegas, um, 
It was a very intimate, very intimate setting. And that's why I said you never want to stop dreaming, right? You never want to stop dreaming yeah. that you can build relationships. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was talking to Tim's story last week and Tim and I are going to do an interview next week. And just the encouragement of kingdom-minded relationships, relationships yeah. that when you, 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 you think of the person, you text them and you encourage them, they encourage you back. And then those are relationships that last forever. They're, they're eternal relationships, right? Like Eric and I, I know that this is not our home, right? This is, yeah. we are, we are, yeah. it says that our life here on earth is but a vapor. It, it It's like the snap yeah. of a fingers, right? It just doesn't go there. Yeah. And, and guys, this is going to be going live next week. And so we're in the middle of which I know Eric has been interviewed and asked to talk about a lot of different things from, from the COVID-19 to racism, to all this stuff. And, 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 and he inspires me. He inspires me. I don't know. So if you're listening to this on Anchor or iTunes, you, you can't see me, but I have one of Eric's shirts on today. Uh, it's really funny. I, I, I just came back from a trip and I, I did laundry yesterday. It was the first thing I pulled out of the laundry. And I was like, well, perfect. I'll get to wear that today when I, when I talk with Eric. And so, so today uh, I'm honored and privileged to uh, invite and welcome to the Fluence podcast, uh, my friend, Dr. Eric Thomas. So brother, thanks for being here. How you feeling? You I'm, feeling all right? I'm feeling better now that you're here. I'm feeling better now we, that we got over these technical difficulties, right? So now, now watch this. Now I, gotta t- I just got to be honest with you. So I just bought a property in San Diego. I have to apologize to the world because there's a golf course on the property, right? And they've already asked me when was my tea time. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, hey, you just said don't stop dreaming. So don't stop telling God what you are and aren't going to do, right? So, so I just thought that's so good. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. Which course? Beautiful which course, course is here. it? Do you know which one it is? Et. Uh, Bill. It's Bill. Bill Crosby. Uh, yeah. I think it's Bill Crosby. Yeah. 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 So yeah. for being Crosby, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So I saw. You don't even know what it's called. He's like Bing, Ben, Bing, Bill Cosby. Sure, it's not Bill Cosby. (laughs) I don't know. Definitely not Bill Cosby. Definitely not. I would have remembered that. But uh, the green grass, the um, man, it was the manicured lawn. You know, and here's the deal. If you've never been out before, that's one thing. But when you actually go on these courses, man, you see the beauty of God. You know, it reminds me of Genesis chapter one when he said, you know, and God said, let there be. And on the first day he created, you know, and one of the days he created, when you look at golf courses, that was a day that he created. That beautiful, the trees, the beautiful green grass. And it's like different shades of green. So it's- I love this. I love this about you, brother. It's creation. I'm going to have to get out there on God's creation. I'm going to have to get out there. Well, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny because it's funny. Here in Florida, Eric, the golf, the the great, you have to go to a private club here in Florida to really enjoy like a, a really good round of golf. Because, but now you go to Ohio, where I just was for seven days. The every course is good. Like the all the, I mean, and you know what? It's cheap. Like here, you go to a private course, you got to pay 70, 60, 75 bucks, right? But up there, you go to a, a public course, perfect greens, perfect fairways, and it's twenty five bucks. And so, why do you think I played every morning at like? I was the first one to tee off. You know, it's 60, 63 degrees, and my wife is texting me saying. 
honey, it's like 85 degrees in the morning, right? So, yeah. So, so, so Eric, here's what's really cool is, is, um, and I want to say this publicly because I want to, I want to encourage you today. I believe the biggest thing that we do when we do these interviews is we want to encourage the person that's on here because it encourages me. So, so when I go out and travel and speak, I, I speak with a, um, a couple different companies. I speak with a publicly traded company that just rang the bell on NASDAQ a couple months, uh, about two months ago. Um, and, and Eric knows that my passion is helping people with their health. His wife, Didi, had, had went through MS issues before, and, and that's one of my passions of helping people. But one of the things I've learned when I go out there is the reason that people, as, as, as popular as Eric is, I love encouraging people that don't know who Eric is. Why? Why? Because he's a humble servant. He's not, he's, you know, I, I say this, I, I, my wife, some of her friends are big Tony Robbins fans. I'm not a super Tony Robbins fan. I'm more of, of a humble servant, faithful full person that when I listen, I know that I'm safe. I know yeah. that what I'm going to hear is going to inspire me yeah. and that my yeah. community can be safe, right? Yeah. I, I'm not going to hear a foul word come out of Eric's mouth. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I, I know that what he says that he's prayed up, his spiritual walk has been set on fire in 2020. Like yeah, you just, uh, you, 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 you know, Eric knows my story. Eric knows that last year, um, it's real funny today. My, one of my messages today and my devotions was talking about a wolf in sheep's clothing. And Eric knows that I lost close to a half a million dollars last year and brought in a, 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 a so-called believer. And, 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 but what it did is it taught me some, and Eric doesn't know this, but he's, he's, he's given some messages recently about hope and about, about divorcing what we see and believing what we don't see, right? The, the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things yeah. not seen. So, Eric, why don't you do this? Why don't you tell people, like, from God's perspective, who Eric Thomas is? Like, who, who, can, who can, when people listen to this that don't know you, which I'm super excited because there's a lot of people that need to know who Eric is and are getting to know who Eric is. Because here's what he said to me a couple months ago when I told him we, Lisa and I were moving to Orlando. He said, you know, I've kind of redirected my focus. I, I, I want to work with kids. I want to inspire the younger generation. I want to, I want, and he knows that that's a passion of mine. I, I love Absolutely. inspiring the younger generation. My pastor has encouraged me to speak at different times inside the church. We're at a new church. It's a big church. And, and when, when we came to the church, Eric, he brought me in and he said, he said, what do you want to do? He said, I know you just switched from being on all these boards and ministries and you've done all these things, but what do you want to do? I said, I just want to serve. I just want to serve. And, I, and today well, I'm interviewing one of the biggest servants that there is. So tell me real quickly about, so people can know, like, who is Eric Thomas? Yeah, well, you know, um, first of all, I'm just so grateful that God will take you where you are but he won't leave you as you are, you know? <laughs> and so God found me, or I found God, because God has always been in my life, even though I didn't grow up in the church. He's always there. He's, you know, I was, my mom sent me to a camp when I was eight years old, and I fell in love with the Lord at eight. But when I came back home from the camp, like, we weren't really going to church like that. You know, so I kind of stayed in touch with God, you know, through music and just our ca casual conversations. But at 16, I gave my life to God. But I gave it to him because I was homeless, you know? I was a high school dropout. Like, I didn't have anything. And so I was like, God, I'm, I'm ready to make a commitment to you now. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get past this casual stuff, you know? And so I, 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 I was lost. 
I was afraid. I was alone. I felt abandoned, you know, and God stepped in and said, I've always been there, but there were other people that were in your presence and you gave them more attention. You gave them some of my attention. And so I actually allowed this circumstance and situation to happen because I wanted to be in a place where it was just the two of us. And I wanted to begin to cultivate our relationship. So homeless, high school dropout, eating out of trash cans was the best time in my life because there was no distraction. It was just me and God. And I was getting to know God and God was revealing himself to me. <laughs> he was, he was, Paul calls it the mysteries of Christ, yes, the yes, mysteries of yes. God. So I was getting to know the mysteries of God. And, and in that process, God revealed to me that I had a gift. Uh, I had a gift to encourage. I had a gift to inspire. I had a gift, uh, you know, to fuel and energize and bring hope to people. But I needed to get Eric right, you know, to some extent before I could be an example and a witness to others. I needed to work on some stuff. So, so who is God? God for me. And, you know, he just met me at my lowest point and now he's put me at my highest point. You know, he, he met me at my lowest point and he stripped me and he's molded me and he's made me. And, and here's the deal. I am only where I am because of the grace of God. Amen. You know, I, I look at people in the world and some of the things that have happened to people. And that could have easily happened to me had it not been for the Lord on my side. So yeah, I'm a, I, I am a servant through speaking. Uh, but I tell people all the time, speaking is what attracts people to me. Serving is what keeps them with me. <laughs> that's the, so that's speaking, the way, that's the only way yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it attracts them, but me serving them and helping them. And here's the deal. We learn as Christians that we serve people. We don't manipulate. We don't, we don't have hidden agendas. They're not things that we're looking to gain from them. We just want to be a blessing to them in the way God was a blessing to us. Wow. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, I, Eric didn't know about a series that I, Lisa and I just had been watching The Chosen. So I sent him the app yeah. yesterday so that yeah. he could watch um, Lisa and I finished watching the second part and I get goosebumps when I think about it because of the revelation that I took away from this, this series. And I, I think about it. Um, I think about how God cho cho chose me, Eric, like, like yeah. the person that was, that was, uh, had the first ever in school suspension in the fourth grade. told I'd never graduate from high school. I'd never go to college. Eric, I told Eric this a while ago. I was an All-American runner at Ohio State. I mean, it's really funny. Those things, those things, I mean, just think about it. A humble servant, like like God, like like Jesus on the very night when he was going to be betrayed, he sat down and he and he took a bucket of water and he washed the feet yeah. of his disciples, yeah. right? Yeah. And and yeah. and I and I had the experience at my old church back in in Clearwater. We used to do that on on Good Friday. We would sit down, and one of my friends asked me this question, Eric, and I never no one had ever asked me it. He said, uh, did you wash or did you get your feet washed first? Mm. And, and I just began to weep, like, like mm. just thinking about that experience of, mm. of washing someone's feet. And, you know, now we're in, in this season of social distancing. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, we can't yeah. do it, but but the yeah. the 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 greatest thing about it is is just being a servant. So so yeah. you and I you and I talk about this. We uh, if you watch Eric's podcast a couple times recently, he's been walking on the treadmill while he's doing his podcast. Right? I'm not in Cali. I don't have one in Cali. <laughs> <laughs> so well well at least you're in. You know I have a lot of great friends in San Diego. Um, uh, it, I don't know. Do you, you don't have pets? Do you? Do you have pets? Or no pets. Okay. okay. I was going to say one of my best friends is a, an elite dog trainer out in California, out in San Diego area. But, um, <laughs> one of the things that I like about Eric is that he's, that he's, and more, I think more, as I've known him, 
more at the end of 2019 going into 2020, he's really stepped up his game from his health and his and a physical perspective. So why don't you talk about that just a little bit? Talk about your purpose and 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 why here pretty soon maybe we'll be able to go golfing pretty soon. So yeah, right, 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 right. Um, you know, I'm just gonna be honest, man. You know, there are certain areas that we just are naturally maybe gifted or it comes easy, you know? And so health for me, um, and not health, but staying a certain weight or a certain size, like that was just something naturally, you know, um, in my in my twenties, my thirties, I didn't have any problems with, you know, but as I begin to get older, especially traveling all over the world, you know, I started noticing that <laughs> things that come natural when you get older, you know, you, you, you have to be intentional and deliberate about. You know, and I, I would never think that I would, you know, pick up weight, but also I wasn't on the road. You know, I wasn't in six states in seven days. You know, I wasn't, I, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, um, forced to eat out, you know. And so I, I just remember younger, you know, for the most part, man, I grew up, and I'm sure you did too. We didn't, we, you know, eating out was like a, a luxury. You know, it wasn't something that we did, you know, every single day, you know. And so for me, I get to a point now where I'm on the plane and it's like, yo, E, you can't, you can't eat the way you used to eat. Like you can't eat out of these windows. You know what I'm saying? You can't go to these markets and just grab a, a sandwich that's been sitting in there for two or three days. Like you, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you gotta. This is, you, gotta this is, you guys can't see if you're watching this on YouTube. This is a picture he sent me one day. <laughs> yeah, that's, he's killing it, you know? And so, man, I had to, um, man, I had to, you know, say, E, what you could get away with before, you can't get away with it. And I'm telling you guys, sometimes the biggest change comes when we have to make a change in an area where we never had to make a change before. So and it's difficult because it's like, hey, I've been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years with my eyes closed. It's like your eyes aren't closed now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, and so God was sending me a couple things. One, you are an example. Even your weight is an example. I know your character is an example, you know, and I know your spirit is an example, but you have to understand because you are a public figure. And I know you don't want to embrace that you're a public figure, but you are a public figure nonetheless. And, right. and, and you have a responsibility to people who are watching you to allow them to see me in every area of your life. You can't pick and choose get the spiritual part or, or the character part or the serving part. Those are parts you like. You don't particularly care for the physical part, meaning working out, you know, uh, and I mean regularly. I've never had a problem. Like I like to run, you know, I like to walk, but I'm not going to say that I was doing it daily. It wasn't habitual. It was kind of like when I felt it. And God was like, no, you have a responsibility to take care of your temple, your body, is the temple of God. And listen to me, I've, I've owned a couple vehicles that I was able to keep for a few years. And I've got a um, an Escalade that's a little bit over 100,000 miles. The car still runs, but I have to take care of it differently than I did when it had zero miles when I pulled it off the lot, you know? And so they're, they're asking me like, yo, okay, you want normal oil or synthetic oil? Like you're at 100,000 miles, you may need the synthetic oil. And uh, you may need to rotate your tires a little bit more. It's a couple of things you have to do because of the wear and tear on the vehicle. So we can yep. feel you got another 200,000, but you don't have another 200,000 if you don't treat it a certain yeah, way. And God good. said, son, your body is a temple. You got some miles on it. Not just like, I know you've never drank and I know you've never smoked, but I'll be honest with you. I never, I never thought going on the road was wear and tear. 
You know, I never thought, you know, going to a city and praying and fasting with people for days, I never looked at that as wear and tear, but that's actually wear and tear on the physical body, getting up at three o'clock in the morning every day, two o'clock in the morning every day, you know, and running the whole day. That's wear and tear. And so God began to speak to me and says like, yo, you need, you, you need to, um, you, 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 you need to massage your legs a little bit more. You know, you need to stretch. I never had to stretch before. It's like, you need to stretch now. You need to go to a, um, I'm actually, you know, I, I, I go to do massages. I go to do. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. yeah, and I never did that kind of stuff. Pedicures are you know, fun, right? Bro, I, I love them. <laughs> you know, I love them. You know, so for all my, I'm trying to heat flow with y'all men out there. You know, um, I actually, because I work with D1 uh, College, well, I actually had some of the physical therapists to stretch me, you know, and mas- I'm, I'm actually going and getting massages on a regular basis now. Me you too. know, taking longer showers. You know, um, I got one of the showers heads where the water comes down on you. You can take I'm cold saying, showers and warm showers. Yeah, 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 warm and cold. Yeah, just that shock treatment, yeah. you know, and, um, and and so honestly, you know, God said to me, you have to listen to me. It's not about a tool, son. You are a powerful tool for me, but I got it. The sharper you are, the better you are for the kingdom. My and God. so it's not about just being a tool. It's about being a sharper tool. And listen to me. God told me, I'm not saying that by you working out, you're going to live another hundred years. No, it's not about another hundred, but it's about making the ones you have have left yes. the most effective one. So when you talk about dreaming, don't stop dreaming. God said, don't stop doing everything. Don't stop working out. Don't stop taking care of your body. Don't stop, you know, taking every part of your body to the next level. So, That's yeah, so working good. out was something that I never had to do. But now to stay a certain shape, to feel a certain way, to perform a certain way, it's like I've got to, I've got to look at myself as a, as a vehicle, and I've got to take care of it, not just believe it's going to take care of me. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And you know, it's, it's funny. I, I'll, uh, in about two, about three weeks, I'll be fifty-two years old. No one ever, mm. no one ever looks at me and says that. Guy guy's 52 yeah. years old right yeah. like yeah. like today I was there's two NBA players that always come and talk to me when I'm at the gym and they knew I trained NBA players they knew what I did in a previous life and they, they they're playing overseas now and they're like hey look I'm I'm getting to the end of my career I need to know what you're doing right like yeah. like I'm 38 uh I don't I don't I don't I, I see you pushing a today I was pushing a 200 pound sled uh, back and forth, you know, I was watching the Titan games yesterday with the rock and, yeah. and, a, and, and you know, it's really funny. ET was that two of my friends from, from college said, Hey, if you were back at your 26 or 28 year old self, you could have been the Titan. And I'm like, and I had just said that to Lisa. I just said that the young, the guy that's the, the Titan right now, it's won four times in a row is a guy named Noah. He's an air force guy and he's just this 168, seven pound guy. He beat Joe Thomas, who was the 13 time. I mean, he just, he just gets after it. He just physically fit, physically healthy. And I think that that's a big thing. And you know, one of the things I want you to talk about next is that this is something that I changed after all of the loss in 2019. And God has radically turned that around. I, I send ET pictures all the time of the new house that Lisa and I are living in and how God has just radically changed that around because God wanted all of my heart. He didn't want just parts of it. He, he, he wanted me, Cole says this all the time. He says, you need to do a self-examination on a regular basis of your heart and where you are with God in your heart. And so um, I, I, I got accountability partners. Uh, and if you listen to my podcast at the very beginning, the, the conversation, the talking part is my friend, Don Gadsden, who's one of my, my, my accountability partners and my friend, Tim Douglas. So Eric, tell me when you think about the word accountability, how does that speak to you and what can you say that, that 
would inspire men because now that I'm accountable, my life is different. My, my, my marriage is better. My businesses are better. My relationship with God is better. I have somebody every single week on Wednesdays from 4 to 5.15. I have two other people tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And that's what accountability is. So when you think about that, what, do you, what, do you, what resonates with you? Life. Life. It's life. It's not an option. You know, people make it an option. Let me tell you something. As a Christian, anything that Jesus did, I'm doing. Anything Jesus did, I'm signing up for it. I want to be a part of it. And Jesus sent his disciples out by twos. Jesus himself went to the mountain. James, John, Peter. Like, Jesus had a group. Matter of fact, accountability is so tough that Jesus Christ was disappointed, right? You could almost see not a spirit of defeat, but definitely a spirit of discouragement, a, a spirit of disappointment. He said, you couldn't, you couldn't pray with me for an hour? What is he saying? He could pray on his own. He was talking about accountability. accountability yeah. He was talking about accountability like, guys, I needed you when I needed you the most. You were sleeping. I needed your strength. Y'all would sleep <laughs> on me. I needed you. I didn't just have you up here, you know, just because. I had you here because I needed you. And so for me, accountability is life. You know, it's like living. Imagine living a life with no mirrors. Imagine living a life with no mirrors. You you can't see your, if you got something in your eye, my wife always say, you about to go speak, did you check your nose? Did you check that? <laughs> You know, did you check? Lisa did you says that to me feet? every time. She said, don't touch your nose. You got something in you. Don't be going like this or rubbing your face. <laughs> and so I'm just saying, imagine life with no mirror. People who don't have a accountability partner, you don't have a mirror. You don't see the crud in your eyes. You don't see the stuff in your nose. You don't know that your breath stinks. You don't know that your hair is out of place. Yep. You don't You don't see that there's something on your shirt. There's no way to live life without a mirror. And, and, and our brothers and our sisters who operate as our mirrors, they are our accountability partner. Even the word says what man goes in the mirror and looks and sees something and doesn't do nothing about it so so to me man accountability is life if you want to grow you want to get better you want to be everything god created you to be man was not meant to be alone and that doesn't mean just a wife man was not meant to be alone which means you need other people yeah. to activate the greatness that's in you and and that and it's so good because you've been talking about that a lot on your on your messages and and on some of your podcasts about that and i think that leads kind of into to my next question because uh, for me, Eric, um, I wish I would have had that serious of accountability. For, you know, people told me all the time when I was at the top of the fitness industry for over 20 years, super successful, multiple six-figure businesses. Um, I just came back from Ohio and I was I spent time, which I told you that I wanted to introduce you to this guy, but there's a pastor friend of mine there who is now giving his salary back to his church because he went into the marketplace at teaching people how to do biblical stewardship of their money. And he's like, I'm just going to give and, and his wife had a prophecy that she was going to have a building that oversee the courthouse in downtown Columbus. And they just bought it like two weeks ago. Same identical prophecy that was fulfilled and spoken. Um, I had a prophecy. Um, you, you're going to appreciate this. I had a prophecy. Uh, my wife watched the service last Sunday when I was up at Jim's church. And uh, Jim had people go around and, and speak over people, right? If you had something to share with somebody, go. And I was just, I went, I went to the bathroom because I came back, right? It was, he was saying that. And I sat down and this lady came over and said, I've got a word for you. 
And so she spoke the word over me. And when I got in the car, first thing my wife says to me, Eric knows that my wife has a massive prophetic gift and a very strong prophetic gift. And she said, what was your word? I was like, what are you talking about? She says, I was watching the service. Remember, what was your word? She said, but first, before you tell me, let me, let me, let me tell you what my word for you was. And it was a confirmation and an extension of exactly what the lady said to me in the church, right? Like, he, she said, you know, God's not done with you yet. God, God didn't take you through what he took you through last year. This lady had no idea what I went through last year. She, she had no idea. She said, God is connecting you with the right people. He's putting, he's going to use your voice. He said, you're going to have, and she didn't know this. I've been having, I've had three months of prophetic dreams that have blown my mind away, right? Like God, a third of God's word was written in dreams and visions, right? And so now he's manifested that in my life. And it was an extension. My wife said, you know, God is, you've never quit. Even when you felt like quitting, you never quit. You never gave up. You, you took better care of your health. You took better care of your finances. You've, you've dug into having an intimate relationship with God, not just a surface relationship with God. God guys, I, I, Eric, God gave me this vision a long time ago of why he wasn't just hung on a pole, that he was hung on a cross because we can have a vertical and a horizontal relationship with him, right? And so that, that, that was very powerful. So the next thing I want to say is, what do you do to, in, to improve your relationship, not only with Didi, but with other people? What are some things that maybe somebody's listening today and they're like, man, I got... Uh, and the reason I asked this question, Eric, is I want, I, I want to share this with you, is that I, I taught a Bible study at my previous church and it was, we watched a video and they said that one in 10 men have a best friend and, 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 and it was like seven in 10 women have a best friend. So it's significantly different. And then they said one in 20, one in 20 men actually have somebody that they know, like, and trust. And I thought, wow, how sad is that women have figured that out? And we're supposed to be the leaders in, of our homes and, and, and our communities and our churches, but women are out there building relationships, having strong relationships. My, my wife is, is an angel and a queen. Like I, I, I don't deserve her uh, I've told Eric that all the time. I just don't deserve her. But when you think about that, what can things can men do to not only have better relationships with their spouses or significant others, but with other people? What it, what what would you say? I'll say number one, you have to want it. You know, you have to want it. The Bible says, and Jacob wrestle with God, right? What it's saying is that Jacob wanted it so much that he was willing to struggle with God to get it. And I think the first thing is we have to want that. Like we want, we have to want this type of relationship. We have to want this intimacy with other men. We have to want this intimacy with our wives. You look at David and Jonathan. The Bible says that Jonathan loved David like his own soul. That that's another level. And so when I read that, I'm like, yo, I gotta, I have to want this with the men that are in my life. You know, I can't have this casual relationship. Like I can't. Like we got a 300. Like we got a. And so, number one, you have to want it. So, as a result of me wanting it, one of the things I did a few years ago is I became uh, certified in the DISC assessment and created my own version of it. But what it allowed me to do was to understand the four perspectives of personalities of people. Then I went deeper to study the language, like how do you talk to a person who is this and how do you talk to a person so I had to humble myself. I had to humble myself and say, yo, if you want these great relationships, it can't start with them wanting it with you and, and putting the energy in. It has to start with you wanting it and you starting. It's like Jesus. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. gave. Like, like he took the initiative. I'm going to give my son 
before I ask of anything of you, I'm going to give my son. And so for me, you, you got to want it. And then you got to draw first blood. You know, <laughs> Rambo said, you drew first blood. Like you got to draw first blood. You have to say, I realized, oh, my wife, according to uh, Rob, um, um, William Marston, who came up with the disc, that theory, my wife is a factual person. I am a feelings person. So I've got to stop talking to my wife in feelings because that's not how she communicates. That's not how she feels, yeah. I've got to learn how to talk to my wife in rationally, you know, uh, with being decisive, decision making, you know, exploring, you know, reasoning like this is what this is what attracts my wife. This is what drives her, what moves her. So, no, I'm a, I'm a feelings guy. You know, I'm like an emotional guy. I move off. My, but I'm like, yo, that's not how she that's no. not how she moves. So I've got to learn her. And then after I learn her be willing to compromise. So in all my relationships, I'm figuring out what are they? Okay, how do they like to communicate? Okay, how are they wired? Okay, then I'm going to I'm going to seek to understand and serve before I seek to be understood and served. And I'm telling you, as I've done that, you know, uh, everybody's always like, man, when you speak to us, it's like, it's like, you know us. It's like, you're speaking directly to me. And I'm like, of course, because I'm studying you before I go. So I never go and do a presentation like, this is what I want to talk about. I've been studying this and I want to share what I've been studying. No, I'm saying, what do you need? Where are you in your life right now? What's important to you? What can I say that will resonate with you? And I'm telling you, whenever I seek to serve first, it always works out better. Good. And, it, and it's funny you say that because recently I'm, I, I've, I've really started in, in email. Maybe this will encourage you. Um, I, I was been encouraged by to spend my time of personal development Obviously, health is a big thing for me. Um, you know, I just had my cellular age checked um, a couple months ago, and it said I was minus fifteen my cellular age, which wow. is in the top one percent of people wow. my of my people my age. And it wasn't. I mean, I thought I was healthy years ago, and I had when I had that, and I was like, wow, like uh, wow. I was plus one, and I thought I was healthy, right? I was doing all the right things, and. And, and then I, I made some changes and, and it just started going down. Same thing with my wife, same thing with my family. But I started developing personal development in my spiritual walk, um, in my business walk. And then in my relationships, I started reading books that, you know, like love and respect. Like, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible it says that a man wants to be loved. It says he wants to be respected and women want to be loved. You know, a biblical uh, verse of that. I started reading the five love languages. I started following what Eric was talking about with the disc test and what he was doing and how he was figuring that out. Cause, cause my wife is totally different than me. I'm a high I, uh, you know, D and, and my wife is an S and a C, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm the, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. she, she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't function and tick the way I do. Right. And Absolutely. then I read, yeah. And I read a book by Dr. Harley called his needs, her needs. Absolutely. Uh, Phenomenal book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it challenges you, all right, E. It challenges yeah, you to, yeah. to, to, to. I'm just saying. Yeah, but the basis of it is phenomenal. It's like, yo, every relationship you come in, you're either with, you're depositing or withdrawing. You know, it's simple. You're either making a deposit or you're withdrawing. If you're always withdrawing, then you're overdrafting, and nobody wants to be in that type of relationship. And so it's like, to your point, every single time I'm in a relationship with people, I'm saying, how can I make a deposit? And look, you don't always make the big deposit, but a deposit is a deposit. And so you make a bunch of small deposits, you'll look up and you'll have something to withdraw. And I think so many people need to read that book because they come with, what can I get? And no, let me tell you something. When people are liquidating, 
The first relationships to go are the ones that people are taking. The first ones to go, you know? And so, yeah, that I, I'm, I'm sorry to- No, 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 I'm glad you did that. That's what, I, that's what that this is about. Is no, that's, and, that's, yeah. and that's good. So I've started to, like the next book after Dr. Harley's His Needs is a book that I just started. My, uh, sh- my bookshelf is here. There's too many books on it. But okay. one of the books that I started reading now is called Love Busters. So mm-hmm. think about what you just said. It's, it's his yeah. new book after yeah. his needs, her needs. Uh, it, it, it's, okay. I mean, just think about it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what we, when we always thought of the word, when we were growing up, the word busters, yeah. that was always yeah. the kid that was trying to take everything. Everybody, right? He was a buster, right? Yeah, he was a buster. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so when you think about it, love busters, things yeah. that, that, you know, take away the love that, 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 yeah. that withdraw, yeah. right? Buster Douglas, he beat my tax. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you can remember, but I can actually remember where I was when I saw, uh, you know, yeah. Buster du- and, yeah. and, and I don't, I don't, you know, and I was from Columbus. So having a guy from, from, from where I'm from, yeah. yeah, you know, go on and, and yeah, 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 just beat, yeah. beat. And I don't know if you've seen Mike Tyson lately. Have you seen him lately? I have. He's probably <laughs> in the one percentile now. He's probably in the one percentile now. <laughs> him and Herschel Walker are like, you know, um, yeah. it, it, it's really funny. And, and, and I don't, I don't, you know, I, uh, I had one of the high school, uh, college kids, I had one of my kids that I trained, uh, got drafted in the NFL draft. And uh, he, I, I told him, I said, hey, I saw, you know, because he had a bad time at the combine. And so he got drafted later on in, the, in, in like the last round of the draft. And he's going to be playing with the Bengals. And uh, he said, hey, Mike, do you think you can still run a fast 40? And I said, oh, no, I'll have to see. Because I saw Herschel Walker was saying that he can still run 4-6 or whatever at like 50-some years old. And so uh, the other day, E.T., I went out and I timed myself. A friend of mine timed me at 4-7 at, at 52 years old, 230 pounds, right? So I, I started to, to use some motivation from some of those people to do things that, you know, sometimes, like you said, as we get older, we stop dreaming we stop believing that we can do you know if we if we value what god gives us and we value this temple and we present ourselves a living sacrifice what happens so that leads me into my last question um and this and this is really good because here's what i believe i believe that um we're in a time we're in different times right now right yeah we're in we're in a we're in a different times we're um you know it's really funny I, i i just encouraged my best friend from high school to come on to the podcast in a couple of weeks. Only Eric, I went to a, a high school where I had one African American guy in my high school, one, and he was my best friend, right? And 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 uh, he's now a pastor in in Pennsylvania area. And, um, and we were talking about, you know, just imagine that, imagine being back in the eighties and being the only African-American in your high school, right? Like, like you're just actually so many people were attracted to him then just because they wanted to get to know him, right? Like he was humble. He was encouraging. He was a, just a great guy. Right. And so, you know, as we finish, why don't you give us some wisdom on things that when we think about this, just some encouragement and some wisdom from you and what you're been experiencing lately and things that people can do to charge forward to like, you know, so many people have been cooped up, right? Cooped up in their house. And here in Florida, E, we've kind of went backwards. My wife is doing my, I I don't even know if I'd share this with you, but when, when I said last year, I said, honey, we're going to move. And she said, when? 
right? She didn't say how, why, what. She said when. Yeah, yeah, she said when, and I said when we sold our house. And so we sold our house for the most anybody had ever sold a house for in our neighborhood, right when we needed it. We doubled the profits off of it that we needed. And you know, after losing wow. half a million dollars, you, it's good to double that profits off of the house that you buy, right? And so I know E is getting into real estate and learning a lot of that stuff about real estate. Um, and, and so when we moved over here, my wife said, I think I'm going to go back to work. And I'm like, I want, I'm just going to be honest. E, I wanted to say why. Right. right and right. she said, because I feel like God told me to. Right. And so yeah. she got a $10,000 signing bonus. They paid her $80,000 a year, which is for me yeah. is not, is, is for her is good. Right. Cause she, she yeah. it's, it's a, to her, it's a lot of money. Right. And, and now, you know, now, you know, now that I've returned my things and we're doing super good, uh, she, she just, she's doing COVID testing right now. She wow. told me she tests about 45 to 60 people a day. Okay. Wow. Four or five days a week. I mean, she wears the coat, you know, this big old thing. And so we're, and, and then on top of that, we have all this racism that's going on and, and everything that for you, I know, cause you were texting me is like, man, everybody was pulling me left and pulling me right. Yeah. And wanting yeah. to talk about it because of, because of who you are, because your figure being an, uh, an influential African-American male, uh, you know, my, my room, I, I had the privilege when I was home in Ohio to talk to my roommate from college, who was an African-American male, who was a two-time Olympic medalist in the 92 and 96 Olympic games. I actually wanted probably one of the greatest times in my life. I got to go to the Olympic games for two weeks in 96. It was hot. You know, Atlanta, you know how it, cause you're, you, you, I don't know if your son, is your son still there or no? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, Jay's okay. still there. So, yeah. so, so he, he knows it, it's like, you know, hot Atlanta, right? And it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I took the guy, I, I, I worked during the day with my buddy, he was selling merchandise and we made a killing, right? And he said, Hey, why don't you go put the camcorder in, in my, in my truck? And I went, I put it in there and about three hours later, he said, go back and get it. And it had melted. It had, it had, you know, we don't use camcorders anymore, but that yeah, thing had yeah. mounted. So why don't you just share this? Why don't you give me some, some words of wisdom and some courage of some things that pe- men can do uh, to be encouraged and to walk out this next season of, I think God's going to do, I think miracles are going to happen. I, I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think I'll just tell you this, E, before you share this, um, I've been in, I, I believe that this is a year of miracles, a season of miracles. And this may be a, this may be a small, minute thing to people, but Lisa bought, I broke, I sat on my Beats headphones and broke them a couple months, about seven months ago. And you know, you know that sound when you sit on something and it goes crack and you're like, and you're like, oh, $300 headphones. You got to toss them in the toilet now, right? And, and Lisa went on, found this pair of Sony headphones. And I wear, you got to remember, I work out six days a week, sometimes seven, for an hour to an hour and a half, right? So six days a week. And they're supposed to stay charged five to 10 hours. That's the max. 10 hours is the max. I charged them one time seven months ago. And they've never went dead. They literally have stayed charged for, for what? Lisa figured it out like over 400 hours, E. And so now that we're in this season, different season, well, I think it'll be a better season. Why don't you share some encouragement of some things that, that will empower and encourage people to walk in purpose and to fulfill and finish the things that God has called them to do? Yeah, so I'm going to say number one, you just said it. You got to stay charged. You know, you got to stay charged. And for me, staying charged means staying connected to the source. You know, and there's a lot going on. And let me tell you something. I try to explain this to people. There's always been a lot going on. You know, you've always had evil people. The Bible speaks of evil people. The Bible speaks of evil days. You know, the Bible says there's going to be a time when the hearts of man wax cold, you know. And so for me, Huey, it's not about, okay, racism. Okay, you got Donald Trump. Before that, you had Obama. Before that, you had Bush. Like, yo, the sun shines, the sun sets. 
it, it's like, guys, none of that means anything. It's about being connected to your source. It doesn't matter if it's good times, bad times, evil, terrible times. You have to stay connected to the source. We talked about the headphones. The headphones try to stay connected to the source. They don't know who's wearing them. They don't know what music is going to come out of it. But the, but the headphones were designed to do a certain function, regardless of who wears them, regardless of what the activities are when you're wearing them. They didn't, they're not designed for runners or walkers or people who do construction work. They're designed to put sound in a person's ear. We have to stay connected to the source. I don't stay, I don't get up and pray because it's racism. I don't get up and pray because you're Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't get up and pray because of COVID-19 or because, you know, I don't, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I pray because I want to stay connected to the source. Why? Because when I'm connected to the source, I function better. I function better when I'm 120% versus when I'm 10%. Listen to me. You can have a, a phone that does phenomenal things, but if it's only 10%, there are certain there there are certain programs that won't work. There's certain things that don't function. Why? Because you have ten percent that the phone is capable of getting it in, but it can't because it doesn't have enough energy to operate. So the first thing we got to do, guys, we got to get connected to the source. Then after you get connected to the the vertical source, then you got to get connected to the horizontal source. It's like, what are the things that pump ET up? Well, serving people, you know, doing podcasts, you know, speaking, encouraging, inspiring, enthusiastic. Like, these are the things that staying connected, interacting with people, sharing my opinion, right? Sharing my emotions, right? As William Marston talks about, like, that's the stuff that charges me up. That's what gets me going. And so I've got to do those things. I can't say, well, because of COVID-19, we're, we're social distant. We are. But but I can stay connected through Zoom. We text each other. I can still stay connected. All right. And so you guys got to figure out what charges you. And you got to stop getting distracted by the distractions. And you got to start using distractions as a way to pump. Now, listen to me. I'm doing way more in COVID-19. There are way more opportunities that I'm getting. Listen to me, guys. I'm just being honest. Me too. Because of what happened with this racial tension, and I have been praying and staying connected, and I've stayed connected to the source, and I know what I'm called to do, I am actually getting opportunities in this time frame that I didn't get before. And there are a lot of you looking at the negatives of this, and you focusing on the negative, and you're getting sucked up and consumed by negativity. Listen to me. I I just did Verizon call me for diversity uh, training. I've never had an opportunity to do that before. Uh, I never got to work with Verizon. Microsoft called me to do a diversity training, right? I just got a call to do the MBA. I never got a call. I might have worked with a team here or a player here, but I got called by Adam Silver to do some stuff with Adam Silver, and I got a chance to do something with the players, right? Three different days, three different times that they're getting ready. Imagine some of the most influential men in the world that I'm going to get an opportunity to speak to and influence, he fluent, before they go back into the season and before they get to decide how they're going to use their platform as a solution. I get to talk to these guys. So I'm telling you, there are opportunities to come. There was an article done on me on ESPN. The guy had been trying to do it. But because of sports, it wasn't needed. But once sports left, he was like, yo, E, I think they ready. All right? I, I got a featured article in GQ. I, I'm not even GQ. You know what I'm I'm not even personally GQ, right? But because of COVID-19, some of the normal things that we were doing were removed. And guess what? I was in a position 
Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Stay connected so you don't have to get connected. And because I stay connected vertically, I stay connected horizontally. I didn't I didn't call you see COVID-19. Huey, let's start talking doing COVID-19. Let's start talking because of uh, racial tension. We yeah. had been we were already connected. And yeah. so now there are opportunities that have come as a result. And so I'm saying, guys, find out. Stop being so tossed and driven by every doctrine, right? Stop being tossed and driven and put yourself in a situation where you're connected. So when the creator is ready to move and move through you, you are in a position to do that. So whatever books you need to read, whatever movies you need to watch, whatever, whatever music you need to listen to, whatever literature you need to be connected with, do these things. So when the opportunities are ready, you're ready. That's awesome. So let me finish up with this. So why don't you tell people kind of where they can connect with you? Because, because, because the Eric Thomas that I know today is not the Eric Thomas that I grew up watching, right? He's still the same guy, but he's, but he's different. He's different, right? Like he has a, he, he told me when we were, we, it was funny that I showed some of the pictures that he showed me of food. Cause I, it it was perfect. Like he let in with with food and he's like, I was like, what you doing? He's like, man, I'm eating, you know how I'm doing. I just got done working out and I'm fixing to eat some. And then he showed me, he was like, I'm fixing to eat some food, man. You know, and, and this is how, and I want to finish with this before Eric shares how he can, you can connect with him and find out what he's doing and be more involved with him because you need to be, you need to be, Uh, you know, I have goosebumps that often on the whole entire time we, we've been here, the Holy Spirit's been here with us today. And and it was really funny when, when Eric came to me and, and, and when we were in Vegas and he said, and, and, and normally, you know, we always have our phones with us, right? And I did not have my phone with me. And Eric's like, where's your phone? I was like, cause I, his mic had gotten caught in the back of his shirt. Right. And he's like, he's like trying to get the thing off of his shirt and nobody, he's by himself. Right. And so I walk up there, help me. He's like, where's your phone? I was like, back at the seat. He said, go get it. He took his, took it, took my phone, put his phone number in my phone and said, Hey, let's connect. I want to get to know you and your wife better. Why? My wife was the last person that spoke and she, she said something that was very influential that, 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 that was, was a kingdom connection. We, it, this 2020 has been a massive kingdom connection thing. We've had to, it, God gives and takes away, right? He takes people out of your life, puts people in your life, protects you. You know, I, I, I say this publicly now that Lisa and I have a very special place in our heart for Eric and we're intercessors for him. He knows that. I tell him that all the time. If I have a word for him, I, I leave a voice message. I don't leave a text message. He knows that. I leave a voice message and say, and Lisa will do the same thing. She'll say, hey, Eric, this is what I feel like, you know, and, it, and it's always right on. It's always right on with what he's doing, with his vision and his purpose. And so why don't you just tell people where they can connect with you at and how they can connect with you more and and, and, and be involved in what you're doing. Yeah, and I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, Huey knows, like, I'm not big on uh, superficial stuff, so I never give out my content. I even get in trouble at church because they're like, you never make an appeal for money. I'm like, yo, <laughs> People want to give. They know where to give. give. Yeah, yeah they're going to give. I'm not, I don't need to coerce people into giving. But I will say this to you. You know, go to etinspires.com. Flight assessment, guys, is just really what's on my heart these days. I have used this to, it's not mine. I've taken it, you know, and did what, of course, God would always have us to do. I think every generation should get better. So I've made it a lot more relevant. Uh, why? Because it was introduced in the 1920s. So you're talking about 100 years ago. So of course, you know, um, where they were 100 years ago is not as relevant as where we are today. I mean, you've gone from the agricultural in, into the industrial, rep to technological, which I believe now we're in this personal development industry where people are self-assessing and thinking about themselves in a way that they never thought about themselves before. 
24 hours. There was a time where everything was just about money. But we're in a time frame where we're seeing money isn't, you know, money can't solve the COVID-19 situation. Like we need leadership. We need the Holy Ghost. And you know, we need the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? And so I would tell you, ET Inspires is everything. ETinspires.com is everything ET. But I would say if you haven't taken the flight assessment, your wife, your children, like you need to know what makes them tick. You need to know what makes you tick. You need clarity. The Bible says, let us study to show ourselves approved. And not just study the word. Like if you're in this world, you need to study yourself. You need to study your spouse. You need to study your kids. Like you need to be more intentional and deliberate. And that's what 2020 has shown us. 2020 has shown us that like, like we should have been washing our hands. Let's just be honest. We should have been washing our hands. We should have been drinking water. Drinking water. water. Yeah, we should have been drinking water. We should have been intentional and deliberate about our health. This is a a, a virus. And let me say this to you guys. And again, I'm not a medical, you know, uh, person. So, you know, uh, but I did sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. (laughs) That was coming. Let me me say this to you. At the end of the day, we don't know a lot about COVID-19. We're learning more and more about it. But it's a virus, guys. And a virus has more power on a body that has not taken care of itself than the body that is taking care of itself. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, um, it, you, you know, that if you are super duper healthy, it, it can't, anything can happen to you. But I'm telling you, the probability goes down the healthier you are. All right. And so we should have been taking our health serious way before COVID-19. I've lost friends who were like family that I, when I finally started going to church that were like um, uh, spiritual aunties to me who lost their lives. Why? They, they, um, they were in close quarters, right? Uh, and that has a lot to do with economics. They were in close quarters. Uh, they had some pre-health conditions, right? And so I'm, I'm looking like, man, we should have, and a lot of us are like, okay, we got to do this, do this now. We're losing people. We should have been, the, the word of God is clear on our health. It's clear. Daniel took care of his health. He pleaded with the king. Yo, king, give me 10 days, bro. I'm going to show you in 10 days. Right. Don't make me eat this and don't make me eat that and don't make me do that. Like, let me do me. And I promise you I'm going to be able to do way more for you, King, than I could have if you had put me on this regiment. I, I have a godly, I have a godly regiment. It's not the King's regiment, but I have a godly regiment. And if you let me stay on my regiment. So God, um, please take this assessment. Uh, please learn about you. And I'm, look, I'm just being real with you guys. There's one thing you're going to find out about Eric Thomas is that we're we're giving out information. I mean, most of it is, about 90% of it is free between the website, YouTube, Instagram, podcast, most of it is free. But the 10% that you'll pay for, you'll notice that it's way, way, it's a lot more, it's a lot less inexpensive if you go to some of these other guys. I'm just going to be honest. That's like, it. I'm not trying to call nobody names out or nothing like that. I'm just being real with you. It's <laughs> affordable. Okay, it's affordable. Yep. We're not putting a hefty price tag. And can I be honest with you? The only reason I charge is because I went years giving away certain things and people didn't value it the way they value it when they spend a couple dollars, okay? So guys, go on there, take the flight assessment, learn about yourself, then get your wife to do it, your kids to do it. I've done it for my church. I've done it for my company. This is something that I've used myself and it has opened up my eyes in a way where it shows me that everybody's not UET. Everybody doesn't think the way you think. They're not wired the way you're wired. And I just want to help you guys to get to know yourself, your God, your family better. So etinspires.com, you can find awesome. everything you need. And I'll, and ET, I'll, 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 I'll close with this. I'll, I'll I want to, I want to, I'll put all this in the show notes and, and everything. So they have access to this. 
So one of the, my biggest takeaways from ET talking about the, the fly assessment is that he said that he did it. And, and this is, this was crazy to me. I was like, what? He did a, he did a video saying that he found out that he wasn't a leader, that he was a shepherd. I was like, huh? Like what? ET? He's like, and then he made some changes in his business and in people who ran his business. And this shows you that I do listen, ET, right? You know, I do, you know, I do listen, right? So, so, so the impact in your environment of who, what you take in and guys don't take in everything that somebody tells, that's what ET was saying. Don't take in everything that everybody tells you. It's why Lisa and I prayed about who to have on this podcast. And we've already booked out the whole entire year, like pray, obey, take action, right? Accountability, responsibility. And so, uh, Eric, I love you. I appreciate you so much. I'm, I'm grateful for divine con- commitments. And guys, if you're listening today, whether you're watching this on, or listening on Anchor or iTunes or Spotify, whatever, go to ET Inspires, do the assessment, and it'll be in the show, show notes uh, of this podcast. But guys, do me a favor, go and share the Heatfluence podcast because there's fruit in this. There's fruit that people are getting saved and delivered and marriages are being restored. And it's why Lisa and encouraged me to, uh, to do this. And, uh, I was talking to, as I said, I was talking to Tim stories, right hand guy, Joseph Mendoza the other day. And those of you who know Joseph, he's just, he's, there's a reason why he's at Tim's right hand, right? He prays for him and he's, it's like an armor bearer, to be honest with you. Eric knows what that's about. And, and, uh, and so go share this podcast, but here's what I want to leave you with guys. Just love God, love people and live with passion. Thank you for listening to another session of the Heat Fluence podcast. God bless. Take care. Amen.